Alright, what is up everybody? Clint Esposito here with my man Rasmus. What's up? What's up everybody? What's up Clint? How are you? I'm very good. I actually just got home last night at about uh, 10.30 from Florida and then we're just going straight into podcasting this morning. So keep it moving. Always on the move. That's right. So today we're going to talk about something that really doesn't get that much that nobody talks about. I'm not nobody, a couple of people obviously, but uh, primary water, which is basically the theory that most of our water does not come from the sky, which is what we were told in school, right? All the water comes down, it evaporates, whatever happens in the clouds, and then they it falls back down. But there's a theory that most of our water actually comes up from out of the ground. So that's what we're going to research a little bit today. I should have found um, uh, Joe Rogan. Remember, he did a post that said that there was an ocean underground that was bigger than any of the ones on the surface. Yeah. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that one specifically. But this dude from that water, uh, primary primary waterinstitute.org he's saying that it might be two to three times the amount of water that we have on the surface like the, what we thought we had right so that's kind of crazy can i can i just read something because the sure. actual reason that that i find this very interesting is and i think you'd agree that uh some people are saying that there's a water crisis right right and so I, 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 I don't know. I don't hear a lot about that on like the news or anything. I don't watch the news, but still, I don't hear about that as much as I hear about like climate change or anything. But I guess they're connected. So I looked and I went to uh, worldwildlife.org. And so this is what it says basically uh, water covers 70% of our planet, uh, blah, blah, blah. Only 3% of the world's water is fresh water, and two-thirds of that is tucked away in frozen glaciers or otherwise unavailable for our use. As a result, some 1.1 billion people worldwide lack access to water, and a total of 2.7 billion find water scarce for at least one month out of the year. And then on the end it says, uh, at the current consumption rate, this situation will only get worse. By 2025, two-thirds of the world's population may face water shortages. And ecosystems around the world will suffer even more. Obviously, uh, and they, they mentioned climate change as well. Uh, but um, I, I don't know, to me, and just because I'm kind of into you know, the conspiracy side of it, uh, um, it seems to me that on in some places around the world they're trying to uh, what's the word for it uh, privatize water yeah I mean it's just <clears throat> scary. and even the fact that we buy so much water right you know mm-hmm. like people buying bo- bottled water yeah. how come our regular water just isn't safe you know, like, especially people with wells. People with wells should be drinking their water, I would imagine. But they've just put that spin on it that, it, like, you know, it's bad 
uh, so no, people are trying not to drink it. But <clears throat> that's either way, if it came up from the ground or from the sky, like say it went through the sky, let's just go under that premise. It's still done mm -hmm. osmosis. <laughs> and been basically evaporated and purified and then dropped back down to the earth. Do you remember, yeah. this is a funny one, do you remember when they had, um, where they were trying to pitch, pitch us on acid rain? Uh, not vividly, but You I guys do didn't remember. have it that bad? <laughs> not here, no, I don't think so. Here in like, I want to say the 80s, because I was young. Yeah. They were like, oh, acid, rain, this and that. And I'm like, even as a little kid, I'm going, wait, where is the acid coming from? Like, <laughs> how is this water getting acidic? And I'm like, yeah. so I'm not allowed to drink the, I can't like catch a cup of rain and then drink it. It's going to be toxic to me. Like, it doesn't make. Uh, yeah, it makes no sense. No but, sense. Uh, but, but like, uh. So where you you're in Jersey or outside yeah. Jersey? Hold on a second. Sorry about that. Sorry. Right. Yep, right outside of Jersey. But we um, or we're in. I'm in Jersey, but um, we I'm like far enough out where we don't have public water either place that where my parents. Did I disappear? Uh, well, you're just not in your frame, right. but I hear you. Hold um, on, I'll be back. Um, I forgot to put it to flight mode. Um, yeah, I was just going to ask, like, do you, do you drink your tap water? Is that fine to drink over there? So <clears throat> we do here. We actually have a big, it's called a Berkey, um, and it's a big stainless steel water filter. So it holds like a couple mm -hmm. of gallons, two, three gallons. And you pour it in the top, and it just goes through these big um, charcoal filters. And that takes... Uh, those are supposed to take out like tons of pesticides and um, all that type of stuff. So we do drink uh -huh. our tap water, but we do um, send it through a filter system. My parents' house, we never really drank the tap water. We did a little bit. Um, but then again, you know, everybody was told that the tap water was bad, yada, yada. So um, we stopped. But... <clears throat> Either way, even if you're talking about groundwater, right? Like I'm talking about getting this water and then running it through a filtration system, which is essentially what the earth does, does it not? Like say you have a well and you, you're, the water gets osmosis, rains down, and then it has to go through the dirt to get down to the well yeah. level. It's still been purified again or filtered out again by the earth. You know, obviously, by nature. Yeah, but obviously, unless you have, you know, contaminants or whatever. But even the water shortage thing is funny to me here, and you might be the same way. Like honestly, the water shortages are could only even be in certain places like California, Arizona, and like um, Nevada, because here. That, oh, where it doesn't rain. Yeah, exactly. Because here yeah. we literally have a stream running on one, like we're in between two streams, like converge in our backyard here. Yeah. You know, so people are like, you're wasting water. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Because, you know, I'm going to drink it or whatever. Say you even dump it out into the yard. What's going to happen? It's going to return to the groundwater. Yeah. It goes back into, uh, 
even if I pee it out, guess what? It's going to get filtered, evaporate, go back into the system. So it's like, unless we're losing water, I don't understand how there's a water shortage anyway, other than the places where they built entire cities in a friggin' desert, which already seems problematic. Yeah. Well, I, get, I, I think, because I was watching something on YouTube where they were trying to explain the, the water crisis. And they were saying, like, you know how many liters of water it takes to make one cup of coffee? It's like 140 liters or some, some shit like that. I guess because they include then how much water you need to create the machine that creates the, that you know, they include <laughs> everything. Yeah. And the same, they were even saying that uh, agriculture was like one of the most wasteful things for water. And I'm like, dude, agriculture is what we live off of. How can that be wasteful? Like, our, the animals need water. Right. The plants need water. Like, that's the one thing we should be spending water on if it was, if there was, like, a, a shortage. Right. And no. well, just a lot of shit that doesn't make sense. Bugs don't need that much water, Erasmus. So you really, if we just start well, eating yeah. bugs, then we can save the planet's water. That's what's up, man. <laughs> I'm gonna, dude, I'm gonna start some fucking, uh, actually, I'm gonna interview a guy on my show, uh, in maybe, I think it's next week, and he, he made, like, a cricket protein bar. He's part really, of the problem, like, Rasmus, he's part of the problem. <laughs> he might be, I don't know, but he was an interesting character in either way, but, um. He works for I, Big Bug. Maybe, maybe he does. <laughs> I don't know, he works for Bill Gates, who knows. But, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird as fuck. But yeah, I was going to say, because uh, what we've been told in Sweden, like since I was a kid, our tap water is like, now this is only what I've been told, right? So I don't know if it's true, but our tap water is like the cleanest you can get. Yeah. For some um, reason. And the water, and, and actually if you travel, uh, like when we go, when we leave Sweden and travel, there's a significant difference in taste. Yeah, like, sure. I lived in Australia, and to drink the tap water there was c completely different from drinking it here. But I don't know what what the reason for that is. I guess the ocean here, or the lakes here, are not... Uh, well, it's not salt water. So maybe they don't have to... I don't, I don't know how it works. Maybe I would they imagine, don't have to put as much shit inside of it. Yeah, exactly. You guys probably aren't... Um polluting like we are maybe I, i'm not really sure i mean yeah. like even think about the whole train thing again you know like ohio yeah, yeah. all that groundwater around there is probably screwed it's fucked yeah so i mean unless you're in a scenario like that i would say that your well water should be fine and if your well yeah. water under a scenario like that if your well water is not fine well what is the cause maybe we should stop polluting whatever it is you know yeah. what i mean like yeah so i got an article pulled up about um the uh underground and underground ocean scientists discover water deep within earth um, an international research team led by, I'm going to say that's Gautier. Yeah. Or Goth. Uh, I'm pretty sure. It's not American word. University professor uh, analyzes diamond inclusions. I don't know what that has to do with water. The boundary layer between the upper and lower mantles of the earth is known as the transition zone. 
It is located between 410 and 660 kilometers between 255 and 410 miles under the surface. Jeez. The olive green mineral olivine, commonly known as peridot, <clears throat> which makes up around 70% of the Earth's upper mantle, changes its crystalline structure at the extreme pressure of up to 23,000 bar in the TZ, which is, what did they say, that transition zone, uh, at a depth of around 410 kilometers at the upper edge of the transition zone, it changes into denser wadsalite, and at a depth of 520 kilometers, it transforms into even denser ringwoodite. These mineral transformations greatly hinder the movement of rock in the mantle, explains Professor Frank Bernker from the Institution of Geoscience. For example, mantle plumes rise in columns of hot rock from the deep mantle sometimes stop directly below the transition zone. What does this have to do with water? Where are we getting to water? Yeah, I was going to say, could you speak English, please? I yeah. didn't get any of that. <laughs> That was crazy. They were explaining how low the water is, but I don't know why they're talking about diamonds here. Uh, water rich. If these smaller water rich mantle plumes now migrate further upward and break through the boundary of the upper mantle, the following happens. The water contained in the mantle plumes is released which lowers the melting point of the emerging material. All right. They got off subject and got into diamonds somehow. Yeah. All right. So we'll go to the Primary Water Institute uh, page because yeah. I don't think they're going to talk about diamonds. Um, the water cycle that exists, uh, the water cycle describes the existence and movement of water on, in, and above the earth. Where does all the earth's water come from? Primordial earth was an incandescent globe made from magma. But all, but all magma contains water. Or, sorry, liquid. No, water. Water set uh, free by magma began to cool down the earth's atmosphere until it could stay on the surface as a liquid. Volcanic activity kept and still keeps introducing water into the atmosphere, thus increasing the surface and groundwater volume of the Earth. Hmm. Um, Global Resource Alliance, it says evidence. The organization working with the Hungarian water wizard, Paul... Yeah, that's the Paul guy. Yeah, has yeah. described over 80 boreholes to primary water at various depths. In Tanzania, installing hand pumps that enable villagers to have easy access to clean water that is free of disease-causing microbes, parasites, and surface contaminants. Before these wells delivered primary water to the villages, women and girls were forced to walk miles in search of water that was too often unfit to drink. Carrying containers of water on their heads, sometimes women or girls were seized and killed by crocodiles. 
at the river banks and they filled as they filled containers with water or they were attacked by rebels and bandits now there is safety and clean water for these villagers thanks to work from the GRA global resource alliance dude that's um, such a fucked up predicament imagine you're thirsty as fuck you walk like a couple of miles to get some water and a damn crocodile gets you <laughs> Dude, or somebody bandits? What do they do? Steal their water? Like, Probably. What? I'd say so. I know. They're like, I'm not walking a mile. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, what the... That's crazy. But I think that the... I'll let you keep reading, but I think that to just explain it in a, in a really simple way is that what he's saying is that we can do this uh, on, you know, thousands of um, locations in the world. And what you do is just drill a hole... You get to dirt, you get through everything. If you drill deep enough, there's a huge water supply underneath. And you can build wells, even in like the desert or even in, uh, in you know, Tanzania, like he said, the places in Africa where they have no water. And then you wouldn't have to walk down to, you know, Alligatorville yeah. to get snapped up by a damn crocodile. And you could just have water. Yeah, absolutely. And clean water that doesn't even get, you know, because a lot of the time, like he was saying, you know, if you're in a place like Tanzania, where are you getting your water? The same places that, the, um, you know, animals, I don't know that there's water buffalo, but let's just take that, right? Yeah. So then there's water buffalo all drinking out of the same water and peeing and shitting right next yeah. to the water. And now you're scooping it out and taking it back to drink it versus... Like we said, it being filtered through osmosis and then going through the yeah. ground, or even let's say it does not even, let's leave the evaporation out of it. Just brand new, like clean water being pumped up through the earth that's already filtered and doesn't have any bacteria, especially yeah. for places like that. Like that's huge. That's, I mean, yeah. water is the essential for life. You can go without food for days, but you can't go without yeah. water for like two or two or three and you're done. That's crazy, man. And imagine being able to do that in all those places. And then, I mean, compare that to what they're doing now. They You walk a few miles to get water, you survive the alligators, and you come back with, you know, hippo hippo liquid. Yeah. Not even water. Like, it's yeah. actually, like, shit-filled fucking animal waters. Probably has got tons of parasites and, you know. And I'm, I'm sure they... they uh, they probably filter that in some way, but you would I hope, mean, but yeah, but maybe they can't. You know? I bet, I bet you the locals, the indigenous people in this area are probably smart enough, you know, to at least know that, um, whether the knowledge was lost or not, but to, you know, filter it through some kind of system, I'm yeah. sure. Cause you could get rocks and dirt and stuff and make your own little like filtration yeah, system. Sure could, I yeah. think a lot of times we don't give, um, you know, older cultures, the benefit of the doubt of being like, oh, I'm sure they figured out how to not poison themselves with water. Of course. You know? Yeah. But we always make them sound so stupid. Yeah. Well, they didn't have, just with sticks they didn't have email, eating it together. You know? <laughs> yeah. No email. No Zoom calls. Which, yeah. I, I, I actually saw something on, I uh, don't know where I saw it. It was, it was something down in Africa where a dude was, uh, he walked like, I don't know, few K from his uh, village and they had trees like huge trees that are hollow 
So the trees would actually fill up with water during rain season, or maybe, I don't know if it was rain season or, or else it would come from the ground. So they would chop a big hole. They would climb up the tree, chop a big hole and jump in. It was like a pool in there. Wow. And they would get water from, from a tree. Yeah, it was cool. So, I mean, they know some stuff. Like, yeah. it's not like they're, you know. You know, that's, and this is another thing, but, like, we don't give any older culture, like, how do we think these people survived for thousands of years? Yeah. You know what I mean? If they're so yeah. dumb. we're like Without medications and without, Exactly. You know. They worked with the earth. Here, Here's my thing, even. You know, like, we're like, I say this all the time. We're like, we're so advanced now, you know? Like, we're such an advanced society. We have this piece of glass that plays videos in our pockets. And we can yeah. replace a heart. And I'm like, you know, a truly <laughs> advanced society wouldn't need to replace hearts. They wouldn't yep. need to figure out how to stop the pollution that we're doing because they would be smart enough to work with the earth already. And how yep. the earth, you know, the earth systems instead of us you know, uh, most of our society is set up fighting Earth, right? Like, yeah, we're putting all these pipes in the ground to transfer water. That what happens? You know, the um, pipes rot, and uh, you know what I mean. There's just yeah. If you left this stuff, any of this stuff, our houses, any of it, if you leave it in, in 20 years, guess what? The Earth is going to reclaim all this shit, and then it's going to be, course. you know, go back to nature. So it's like, I think, if you were smart enough to really work with nature and do a little bit more, even so, like, our houses, right, like, they'll, they'll go back to nature, but a lot of, some of it won't, you know, because it's not natural, yeah. um natural like I elements. think it, it, with with time it will though with time it will but leave it leave it a thousand <clears throat> years ten thousand years you wouldn't even know we were here yeah yeah i yeah. i agree but the plastic my point is like plastic and all that stuff is much harder for the you know the earth to break down and we've yeah. put tons versus like you're saying if if you had old um societies that are doing what i'm talking about other than their rock buildings you know, everything would be just totally gone. You'd have almost zero idea of what even happened there. Yeah. And an interesting thing that I actually thought of uh, or I heard about is, uh, you know how they say that oil is uh, like a finite resource? Yeah. There's a theory about that, too, that oil is actually... Uh, shit, I'm not going to be able to explain this in any way that makes sense. But it's like, I think they were saying that oil actually... Is, is almost like an infinite resource because it kind of uh, recycles itself. So in some way, it gets back into the earth and it goes on the ground again. Yeah. That's why we can collect so much of it. And that, that the conspiracy part of it then is that, as with everything else, they're trying to scare us into believing that we have a shortage so that so we they can, can control it. And you can charge yeah. you more. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's just an interesting side side point, but well, that was my whole. Even with that, right? It's like fossil fuel and all the dinosaurs rotted and became yeah. <laughs> oil. Like, and then what happened? It pooled up together. It doesn't make any sense to me either. No, you know, no, I think it's all natural, man. It it just comes from the planet. It's, but we need to monetize everything, so. Um, all right, so since antiquity, the source of water generated deep within the earth clearly defying the conventional science, 
scientific hydraulic cycle explanation has been a mystery. How does one explain sources of water throughout the world that produce impressive quantities of fresh water, <clears throat> often in dry areas with little rainfall fall, or at high altitudes? Besides numerous oases in Sahara, uh, Arabic, Arabic Peninsula, Middle East, and the driest deserts elsewhere, and countless springs at mountaintops worldwide, there are clear examples of this phenomena which will which stand out, like the Anfig Spring near Damascus, the Montezuma Well in the Sonora Desert in Arizona, or the Zam Zam Well in Mecca. It seems that ancient civilizations had a profound understanding of this phenomenon, and moreover, a method of accurate locating of invisible underground water veins and streams. Without heavy drilling and excavating equipment, they have built impressive water supply systems all around the world more than 5,000 years ago. Ancient Persians developed the system of quanats, which eventually spread around the region and up, north, up to North Africa. The water wells of Gideon and Beersheba and huge cisterns of Masada in which in what is now Israel and a total puzzle to modern hydrolysists. So I would need to look up what a cistern is. Do you know exactly what it is? I know that you get water nah. you get fresh water from it. And actually so this house <clears throat> was built in um like seventeen the foundation was built in like seventeen something. Whoa! Um, so, right Isn't where there a country founded in seventeen seventy six. Yeah, but there were people here. They just wasn't. But yeah, no, I know. I'm country. just saying it's cool. Like you have a <laughs> yeah. house that's older than your country. Yeah. Uh, the that's found, cool. Yeah, the foundation, the bottom floor, our basement walls are like two and a half feet thick, made of like stones that were just around here. Oh. So this whole area here was a, um, this was actually a basket factory downstairs. And uh, oh. the rest of the house was built in like, um, I want to say the 40s uh, when they, so anyway, down here there was a sawmill right next door. This was a basket factory and there was a, another building. Like this was a kind of like an industrial area. The um, stream over here on the side of us is lined with rocks. I want to fix it. A lot of them, the rocks had fallen in. But if you can mm. see, some of the sides of the stream are actually have rocks like perfectly stacked along the sides. Uh. I'm pretty sure that they had a water wheel like right over here so that they could oh. power um, probably the factory and the, uh, the yeah. um, you know, where they're cutting all the logs and all that stuff. So yeah. there's actually a cistern for this house in the road right out front here. So if we ever had any actual issue, we could dig into the, and it's, we're gravel. We have gravel down here. And apparently if you dig down like a foot, there's actually cobblestones from the original road that they put in. Oh, wow. So, um, we need to look up what a cistern is. That way we can... Man, when, when talking about, like, water so shortages, I'm sure you've seen it. Have you seen Rogan's uh, bid on that? 
About what? About water shortages? No. It's like an old bit from like, I don't know, maybe six, seven years ago. Uh He was saying, I'm not going to try to do the joke because I'll mess it up. But basically he's saying, you know, people are like, we're running out of water. We need to get to, we need to move to Jupiter, you know? Yeah. And he's like, dude, the ocean's right there. We have a salt problem, not a water problem. Like if we pull the salt out of the water, that's perfectly fine. Well, they like to, I've said that before with California, but then they like to act like it's so expensive. Like, how could that be super? (laughs) And even if it was, how does that measure, like, what, you know, for the climate people and all these people pushing the crazy agendas, doesn't matter what it costs. Yeah. I mean, if we don't have water, your money's useless. You're going to die. Like, it doesn't matter what it costs. We need water. Like, it shouldn't be that hard. Like, and obviously, I'm not a scientist or anything. But to pull uh, salt or sodium out of the water, it, it, I mean, if we can, if we could supposedly go to the moon, uh, get some salt out of the water. What do you mean, <laughs> supposedly? <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely don't think we've been to the moon, to be honest. But <laughs> I know. There's a lot of things with that one as well. Oh, yeah. We should do an episode on that one, too. Yeah. But that, yeah, you're right. I mean, and I've said that. And it's like, all you have to do is get the water to evaporate and it'll leave the um, salt there. I mean, you can see that with the salt flats. Why are there salt flats? Well, because there used to be salt water there and then the water evaporating. Guess what's left? The salt. Like, yeah. But nobody can, Elon Musk can't figure out how to get friggin' salt out of water. Exactly. And you don't have, it's not like you have to empty the whole ocean. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we just need to do it somewhere so that in the places where they don't, like California, for example, that would be a fucking tremendous place to try it, right? Yeah. I'm sure they could do it. I mean, it couldn't be that hard. I think, I want to say there's some cruise ships or something that desalinate water, and that's how they get their water on the ship. And I'm, might be wrong, but I almost want to say that that's a, that's true. What is Whoa. a cistern? I pulled something up. A cistern is a container for collecting and storing water, and could be mm-hmm. large or small, underground or above ground, and frequently supp- supplied by a well, spring or rainwater. Most often used for irrigation. Some cistern water systems can also supply household water. Often confused with wells, cisterns are Different because their walls are always waterproof. This isn't the case with wells. Um, Cistern water systems for domestic use work like this. Water from an outside source collects in the cistern before being piped into the household water system. So it's basically just a, uh, a big bottle under the ground over there. Yeah. That's what they put. Um... Uh, so yeah, we have one of those. We need to just dig in. But again, there's um, right by the stream. They have two wells over there. Uh, the one mm-hmm. of them, I mean, both of them are pretty old. The one I think is the original because it's literally brick. It's like this oh. big around, and it's all brick. I pulled the top off and looked, and it's just like a brick circle all the way down. Oh. Um, but again, we're in an area where like it's like 
you know, because I laugh about wasting water, and I'm like, I don't know, it's going to just go back into the cycle. It doesn't, doesn't seem... Yeah, it's it's really weird, uh, the whole water shortage thing. Uh, uh, where's the primary water cycle? Is that what we're at? How long is this video that they have on the primary water cycle? It's probably long. Isn't that like a full podcast episode? Oh, uh, it might be. He had a book, though. You can download a free digital copy of How Primary Water Can Solve the Global Water Crises. A new magazine from the Primary Water Institute. Uh, so for anyone listening, if you go to primarywaterinstitute.org, you can get all the information there. Uh, but it, I mean, it's it's so interesting to me. It's like I've mentioned so many times. It's just like the climate people. If So they say there's this massive crisis and then they won't look at some of the solutions that people have. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> again, you know, Coca-Cola is making billions of dollars selling people water that, guess what, came out of the ground that they just put into bottles, yeah. and then that's it. You know, yeah. they, they just go to some spring and bottle the water, and then they're selling it to all of us. Like, So what's the difference between that spring which, by the way, I mean, I'm sure there are ones all over, but here they're doing it in New York State, um, mm -hmm. which is only a couple hours away. And so mm -hmm. what's the difference between that spring water and the water that's in my well right now? Well, it would be nothing, right? I mean, you I'm would sure imagine. places where, where the water actually is contaminated a bit. If you're, like, close to some industrial stuff or if, you know, there are places where you probably can't do that. But in general... If, but I guess the problem then would be if you live in the city, right? Well, I mean, that's exactly. And that those are the issues where you would need um, public water, you know. But, I, I mean, would you if we really had... I mean, the public water is another one, right? They're, they are taking your sewage and then <laughs> processing it, straining it, doing osmosis to the water, and then you know, evaporating the water again. off and then drinking it again. And then yeah. they're like, hey, the water in the ground's contaminated. Yeah, you just took shit water and yeah. cleaned it for everybody and then piped it right back to their house. Yeah. And to be fair, it tastes good, though. But, I mean, it seems like they're doing a good job cleaning it, but I don't understand why Why would that be... Like, if this dude, the, <clears throat> the primary water institute guy, mm -hmm. if he can make... Uh, if he can drill a hole in Tanzania and get water, clean water out of the ground, why couldn't we do that in the city? Right, that's what I'm saying. If there's access you can do to that enough, everywhere. yeah, and yeah. you say you just had uh, instead of it being like the shit water's running there and then they're cleaning it, what if they just drilled down to whatever the primary water and then filled up their reservoir that way? Yeah, wouldn't that be much better? And then the rest yeah, and of then the... all the shit water could ev evaporate naturally and act naturally and actually go through the, the that what he he calls that this this uh, secondary water cycle is what we were taught in school, <clears throat> which is kind of interesting. Yeah, because yeah, that's you would these... think you could do that everywhere then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, some places you probably need to go deeper, but 
Um, yeah, but that's not a problem. We can drill, like, how far can we drill? Sure, we can drill, like, a kilometer. And I'm he was sure. saying on a video I saw, like, somewhere between zero and a thousand feet. Like, that's a, a thousand feet. That's, what, 300 meters? It's a, That's a deep yeah. hole, but, I mean, it's not, you know, it's not going to be that deep everywhere. So if you could just find where it's not that deep, you can probably extract yeah from one point and bring that to the city then it's interesting with um <coughs> and i'm sure it's a different thing but it's even like so what is making uh that lake mead in arizona you know or or the hoover dam like they don't mm -hmm. have as much water in them as what they used to have and i don't know if that's because too many people are using the water and it can't get replenished fast enough or, you know, if just, we know the earth changes, so maybe just the waters, well, even, it probably might be diverted, you know, who knows that these assholes didn't build yeah. a development, and then, uh, you know what I mean, the water's now being diverted so that it's not going through the channels that it always used to go through, and now yeah. that's why the stuff's not being filled up. We know yeah. that people don't like to pay attention to everything and try to, uh, you know, work Obviously. with nature. The only thing, though, with the uh, another thing with the public water is they're putting, you know, uh, fluoride in them. And a lot of times, depending yeah. on where you're at, they do. It does taste kind of chlorine. Yeah, that's what it tastes like in Australia. But that's what I like about here. Because <clears throat> here, I swear, if you taste the water, just the tap water here, it tastes like nothing. I actually do think that we have very clean water over here, but I also think that's that must be because almost all of our water is like fresh, yeah, fresh water. It's you, not salt water. You have a well, or you have tap, like um, city water. A tap. Well, I li I live in a city, so yeah. okay. Well, that's I didn't yeah. know if they still had wells or not. Nah, nah. Um. All right, so I'm in uh, yeah. on education. Uh, if the subject of primary or magmatic water is of interest to you, we encourage you to do your own research and look for books published on the subject, as yeah. well as papers presented by researchers and the early pioneers in the field, such as the following. New Water for a Thirsty World by Michael H. Salzman. Uh, Aqua Video, Locating Underground Water Through the Sensory. Eye of Vern L. Uh, Cameron by Vern L. Cameron. Oh, Vern L. Cameron by Vern. Uh, and then there's some others. Stephen Reese, uh, 1898 to 18, uh, 1985. He lived that long? That oh. seems like a long time. Uh, and somebody else wrote one in 1832. Um, and then... Oh, I guess these are just their ages. He was born in 18, 1832, died in 1901. This other guy, 1898, and died in 74. Uh, in the lithosphere of materials, chiefly water and gases such as are found in the air, are intermingled with the minerals, materials that constitute the rocks and the soil, but 
rock and soil. This is just a title of something. So anyway, there's a bunch of, uh, he does give you a um, bunch of things to go look into. I wonder, you know, that's like, uh, where is it? I want to say Pompeii. Mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a bunch of these old cities, like ancient cities, where they had running water just running through it. They did the aqueducts and all that. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. what was the source of those? Are we? Are you, you telling me that Romans knew about primary water back and whatever? <laughs> and we're well, like, I think that's what they're actually saying is that, like back in back in you know whenever days, they actually had like you were saying before, like they actually knew about stuff, and like so many other things. I think some people are trying to delete that part of history yeah right? well and again because you can't have all of us being self-sufficient and being able to just have free water and electricity you know that's if you like to me a um a real advanced society would be working with nature we would be still eating mostly plants and just fruits and vegetables not processed, just having mm -hmm. all these fields growing all this stuff around us. We'd be working with primary water so that we don't have this big uh, water system that we have here of the municipalities controlling all that stuff. And then even, uh, you know about like, did we talk about the Tesla Tower? And how did, he, yeah. Yeah. he was harnessing energy from the ground. Like yeah. everything that we need is around us. Yeah. And I think that whether you're, and even, you know, medicines, uh, most of these medicines are where scientists found that there was an element in nature that had such and such effect on people. So what did they do? They synthesized the element. And then give you that. Uh, so yeah, that, patented it so you can't. <clears throat> exactly. But they've just yeah. separated one element out of it. <clears throat> and my yeah. theory even with that is that nature's spent millions of years figuring all this stuff out. So if you look at like, it's the same way like fruit juice, like orange juice. Let's take orange juice, make it simple. If you drink orange juice, you get a huge sugar spike. Yeah, because it's just that one part of the orange versus if you eat an orange and I'm going to simplify it because I don't really know, but I assume there's more. But like, say you eat an orange, you have that sugar, but then the fiber helps slow down the absorption of the sugar. So now you don't get the big spike, which is a lot of that. We get big spikes. Our body create, creates insulin. We become insulin resistance because we're dumping so much in all the time. So yeah. if you have it with the fiber, that slows it down. I would imagine there are other elements, nutrients in the orange that probably also work with the sugar and the fiber and all that stuff. So yeah. it's the same thing with these medicines. We're taking some element from something natural and then we're just synthesizing, patenting it, synthesizing it, and then giving people just an influx of this one thing. whereas you probably need the other stuff with it so that it works correctly and doesn't 
you know, make your body go crazy because your body's always trying to get homeostasis where all of your yeah. systems are kind of imbalanced. Well, why would we think flooding yourself with one element specifically is going to be any good, you know? Yeah. It, it seems yeah. like nature figured it out. Yeah, I mean, I think we we've been told that you know, one thing that bothers me a lot talking about this is that people say, oh, you want to go back to the Stone Age where people live to like 35, but they don't take into consideration that it's mostly babies that died. That's what brings the number down. I know. It's I've had this that, conversation that, with people. Yeah, it's crazy. And to me, I'm like, I don't know. I mean, you can still go to, you know, um, tribes out in the jungle or on an island. And they're like 80, 90-year-old people who look tremendously fit. Well, that's the big difference, right? Say we live to 80 or 90. The yeah. last like 10 years of your life is you barely being able to be coherent or get around or any of that stuff. And that's not how people in those tribes were. They would function right up until something would happen and then they get sick and die. Or, you know what I mean? Something gives out kidneys, whatever. But, like, yeah. we just, like, have a long decline to death here <laughs> in the Western, you know, uh, society where we're just, yeah. like, Alzheimer's, dementia, you know, uh, arthritis, yeah. you know, all that stuff is things that other societies that live how we're talking about didn't really, they didn't have that issue. No. Here, it's like you die when you're 80, but we bury you when <clears throat> you're 90. Yeah. Yeah, like exactly. For a lot of people. And and another part of it that I think is killing us is that, uh, at least here, I don't know. F f first, if you go back to like, I don't know when it was, but when women started working more. Mm -hmm. And the theory behind that is that they were like, well, if only half the people are working, we can only tax half the people. So if women are working too, we can tax them also. And they have to leave their kids at a school where we can teach them whatever we want. Yeah. But like just in general, the family structures today compared to like, you know, because they used to, it takes a village to, to raise a child, right? Literally, that would, that's what they did. Fathers would go off and hunt, collect food or go to war or whatever. And the whole village would take care of the kids. Like, no one, it seems to me, anyways, logically, that no one was lonely in the same way that we are now. Yeah. And you look at the people who are living here, like, look at the old people. They have no one to care for them. No family. And even if you have family, like your kids and grandkids, they're all working full time. Right. They're all out hustling. So you're left just by yourself. And I think loneliness is definitely one of the, one of the things that contribute the most to uh, aging, to dementia and stuff like this. It's not good how we set it up, I think. No. I mean, we do have, it's. it sounds like we're bashing the whole modern world. And I'm really not because we do have a lot of good stuff too. Yeah. But a lot of shit seems backwards to me. We got two people on. We got Ryan Swayze and Nick Gore watching live on YouTube. What's up, Ryan? And what was it, Nickel? Nick? Yeah, Nick says oil up, is Nick? unlimited and not, and it's not made up of dino bones. Nick is yes. one of my. Thank good you, friends. Nick. 
<laughs> He's the new scientist of the show. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Nick. Um, and uh, Ryan says he's loving uh, the live show. Awesome, you guys should Ryan. talk about Trump going to jail and what that means. I know. I was thinking about that. I was like, that's a hot button right now. Um, but- I haven't really. Uh, I mean, I've seen stuff, but I, I, I'm, I'm in Sweden. I'm not too read up on that. So I mean, we can talk about it if you want. Well, what will um, I can comment? Yeah. Um, well, that whole thing is a friggin' circus. Maybe we should do a whole episode on that one. Yeah, I think that's its own. We need to dive into it and do its own episode because that is definitely a rabbit hole in itself. Yeah. Um, well, maybe next week. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so- yeah, so I, I just think... It, I, I understand and I agree with you and um, that our society is pretty good now, you know, as far as, for the most part... There's not barbarians running around killing everybody yeah. or whatever, and uh, we have nice houses and everybody's comfortable, but we've definitely um, made an unsustainable environment, right? Like, yeah. right now the amount, I go to the store and I go to buy meat, and a lot of the meat is shipped from Australia. Yeah, what the fuck is that? What are we doing shipping meat from halfway across the globe? Does that not seem weird? Like, and then all these climate people, right? We're like, oh, we're worried about the environment and this and that. Why are we shipping avocados from Mexico or Ecuador to New Jersey? Yeah, not only that, you know what they do? I saw this. There was a there was a package of like let's say apples I can't remember what it was, it was like apples from Brazil, shipped then to Thailand for packaging. Oh yeah, and then shipped and back. Then it, and then it was shipped back, and actually uh, I'm happy there's a couple of people watching. If if you're kind of uh, conspiracy minded and you're uh, if you've been looking at uh, the climate stuff, being from Sweden I can speak on this, and this is just a really funny side note. But you know Peppa the pig? Yeah. Yeah. In in Swedish, her name is Greta Gris, which means Greta the pig. That's hilarious. So, yeah, it's so funny to me. I just started calling her uh, Greta Gris. And um, I don't know. It's just to, to me. So I live in Sweden, right? We have basically from, I'd say, October, November till like now, it's wintertime. We got snow from probably, depending on the year, but it could be from October all the way. We still have snow now. We're just going into spring. To me, I'd be cool with not having oranges for six months. I was just going to say that when we you know were what I mean? talking. Yeah, when I, we were, when yeah. I was saying that, I was like, you maybe we don't have uh, avocados in the winter because they're not yeah. shipped from Mexico. I would yeah, even maybe venture, you'd fucking appreciate them then when you had them too. I would even venture to say this, and I've thought about this for a long time. In nature, right, you're going to encounter certain foods at certain times of year. Um, yeah. And you're going to, when you encounter them, like so you're spring or whatever, fall time, let's say, you run into a bunch of berries, blueberries. So what do you do? You eat a shitload of blueberries. 
yeah. then the rest of the time you don't have any blueberries. I would almost imagine that we're supposed to flood ourselves with certain nutrition, you know, certain things at certain times. We probably would end up working better if we worked within the systems of, uh, you know, when things grow. I'm sure that to some extent we're actually made to work like that. Um, one yeah. of the guys, do you know that, um, I think we've talked about that, Paul Saladino, the um, carnivore oh, MD. Oh, yeah, carnivore diet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So his whole thing with even the fat, like <clears> they <throat> sell fire starter, which is just fat from, uh, it's stearic acid, which is animal fat. Mm. So he's like, when you eat that, it's basically signaling to your body that you've had, you guys have just um, made a kill and you guys are in abundance right now. You have all this meat. So your body actually relaxes and gets rid of fat because it's like, we don't need to hold on to all this because mm. um, we have enough food. Um, Whereas uh, when you eat seed oils and stuff and you have uh, omega sixes, um, yeah. It actually signals your body to hold on to fat because why? When would you eat uh, nuts and seeds and stuff like that? In the fall. Yeah. That's when all that stuff becomes ripe. So now you're going to eat that. It's signaling to your body, hey, fall, winter is coming. We need to pack on as much as we can so we can survive during the, you know, during the winter. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense. L look at animals. I mean, I'm not saying that we're the same. But look at uh, what does bears do? Yeah. They eat a shit ton of food before they go into hibernation for like, whatever, five months. I mean, and I'm not saying that we're supposed to do that, but it just makes sense to me. And even it would sound crazy coming from someone who lives in Sweden, because that means all I could eat in wintertime is basically deer, like animals and fish. Yep. But it makes complete sense. And honestly, if we just magically had a reset was like okay everyone just eats whatever they can find in their land i would be completely cool with that yeah well, like give me a gun and i'll you know yeah. i'm not a hunter but i could learn well the issue is that we're just so dependent on all this like <laughs> or we're just too used to being comfortable right like yeah. so what you don't have avocados for a couple of months I don't, I don't get it. So but what, you don't like, have watermelon? Like, you're not supposed to. <laughs> yeah. But isn't that funny? Like, just in general, though, like, I'll be hanging out with my friends. And let's say we meet up somewhere. And we're like, let's go for some dinner. Let's go eat something. And they, some of them will stand there debating which one to go to. And I'm like, just take the closest one. It's not poison. It's food. Yeah. Like, let's just, let's just, you know, let's just go to one. But a lot of people these days are so damn picky about what they eat. Like, I mean, and I'm not saying quality-wise. I'm just saying, like, oh, I don't feel like having sushi today. Yeah. So I might walk another block to get some pasta. And it's, we're so spoiled with all, all this stuff. And I'm just like, dude, actually, just yesterday, because I saw a guy who's like a carnivore dude. And he, he said he was doing carnivore before it became like a thing. He, he didn't even know about it. But all he was eating was minced meat. And he's like a bodybuilder type yeah. dude, like not a professional, but like he's jacked. Yeah. And I was like, I did the maths on it. I was like, if I buy only minced meat and I eat like two kilos a day, I think I'd actually save money. Yeah. If I eat nothing else. Like, and I, I would actually not mind. Like, you, you know, and then you can have a cheat day on Sunday or whatever and have a beer and whatever you want. But like, and I think that'd be way healthier too than what you're eating right now.
Yeah, it would be. Um, yeah. They, yeah, it's crazy, dude. Um, even, you know, we do basically mostly, you know, steaks and stuff like that. And uh, mm -hmm. even a steak, right? You get a, a nice size steak. I can get like two meals out of it a lot of times because you get satiated from it versus eating. Yeah. And then you're full for a longer amount of time, you know, yeah. versus if you eat um, a lot of, you know, this processed food or even just carb heavy food, you basically burn through it faster. That's why these people that are on these diets are like, oh my God, I'm so hungry because they're eating yeah. high caloric foods with little bits of nutrition. So your body's not even being like, we're filled up with nutrition. It's just like yeah. you're full volume wise. And then your body's looking for more nutrients still. And that's the cycle of all these diets and all these uh, um, new foods is that, you know, you're not full for very long. So then you need to eat more often. Now that I eat steak, I eat less times a day. Or if I'm not able to eat, like I don't get as ravenous hungry as I used to eating yeah. processed stuff. I would just be like, oh, my God, I'm so hungry. I can't even take it. <laughs> yeah. But now it's well, like. It makes sense. Dude, like, uh, I mean, I've looked a lot of and uh because i'm into just like you you know into health and fitness and stuff like this if you look at all the diets that come out they're like you know these things that pop up oh the 5-2 diet is the new thing how to lose weight on the 5-2 diet what they all have in common is they reduce the amount of calories you eat yeah so so like my dad did the 5-2 diet what is he that lost a bunch of, so it's, it's basically if uh if you take the week uh, you have to pick two days out of the week where you can only have, I think it's something like three or 500 calories. Mm. So on those two days, he would eat like three eggs and that's all he could eat. Um, and he thought that was some, it was some special method that, you know, because it's five, two, it's not four, three, or it's not this or that. And I explained to him, I was like, but dude, all you're doing is fasting. You're eating less mm. calories. That's the reason you're losing weight. Does the same with like if you go on carnivore diet, a lot of people lose lose a lot of fat because if you cut out like what normal people eat, probably seventy percent carbs, you cut that shit out. It's gonna be hard to, and also you stay satiated for a longer time. It's the same with all the diets. You can you can lose weight eating only donuts, but you can only eat two donuts every day right. and nothing else. It's and, super simple, but then it's like quality of food as well. Well, that's are you're losing weight, but is it? You know what I mean. At that point, you're you're probably, still gonna feel shit if exactly. you're eating shit. You're still gonna feel shit, but like, it, it to me, it just makes sense. If you want to stay in shape or lose weight, eat a lot of protein. Eat and and protein is actually the one out of the uh, the three uh, micronutrients that keeps keeps you safe. What's that word? Satiated. Satiated, yeah. The best. So if you're eating a lot of eggs, a lot of steak, a lot of meat, you will not be hungry and you won't have to eat as much. Yeah. It's just, to me, that's super simple. But they try to push, you know, um, eat these protein bars that are made out of uh, fucking wheat and all the, you know, all the stupid stuff. Also, I think a lot of people on that weight topic, uh, because I heard uh, on, a, on a short podcast, there was a guy who was like, you know, 500 pounds. 
and he was asking the dude they were interviewing because he's a fitness guy. He's like, be honest. Like, what am I? I want to lose weight. What do I do? He's like, go hungry. And and he actually said, you know, I don't even because the dude was saying like, I just feel hungry all the time. And then the other guy said, I don't think so. I think you're just bored. I don't think you've been hungry for the last 20 years, like actually hungry. And I, I think he, he's got a good point, man. Yeah. That's what I do. When I'm bored, I eat. Yeah. yeah. You know, another thing even on this one, well, I guess we're kind of going back to water. But yeah, um, yeah. if sometimes when you get hungry, drink a bunch of water. Yeah. Because sometimes that will... It's like your stomach's empty or something, and that'll take the edge off, and then you're like, oh, I'm not really that hungry. Or maybe it is even your body just being like, we need more water. I'm not really sure. Could be. Yeah. Um, Well, also, just be hungry. Yeah. It's not dangerous. Just just be hungry. Like, I mean, it's not comfortable, but like that, the feeling goes away. Well, I think that's what leads people to. The thing is, if you're. I think it's hard, especially if you're eating the processed stuff, you know, I think you become so hungry and you're so hungry all the time. And that's why people go off the rails and end up eating stuff that they shouldn't eat. Whereas if you're eating fats and steaks and stuff like that, then, um, you kind of, your body is more just like, you know, I, I even have a theory that bodybuilders get so ripped because they're depleting themselves of minerals and nutrients, you know, because they go yeah, they are. just straight chicken breast and like, yeah. and, um, broccoli with nothing on it. Right. Yeah. Well, now you're not getting a ton of, uh, vitamins and minerals that your body needs. And I almost think that's what drives them out so much is that their body is literally sucking up all the nutrients from every place it can get to try and yeah. feed itself. And that's why they you know, shrivel up that much. I'm almost almost tempted to try and um, just eat, like super cut down on carbs and just eat steaks and see if you could even get lean like they, you know what I mean? Like I don't want to obviously go to 6% body fat and be in a contest. But my point is if you ate like that, could you get that lean eating steaks Uh. and stuff? If you do like Liver King and drink, you know, bull piss. <laughs> but but even that uh, even that uh, Saladino guy, he's pretty ripped. Yeah, and there's another I guy, mean, even Mark um, Hyman, I think. Mark Smelly Bell. No, no, that is no? just another um, doctor, and he's like sixty, oh, okay. but he's not um, he's not like jacked or anything, but he's like thin and ripped. And his yeah. whole thing is just whole foods, you know, fruits and vegetables and stuff like that and steaks. Um, yeah. You know, it's funny, all these other people that are like uh, nutrition, whatever, and then they're not, you're like, would you want their physique? No. So what the <laughs> hell are we doing here? Like, what is yeah. going on? Yeah, it's super funny. It's like going into the gym and you have a, a PT who's like yeah. overweight and you're like, what the? Yeah. They're like, I understand the, uh, you know, science of it. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) But it's the same with doctors, though. Yeah. It's it's crazy. I don't know. A a lot of, just some common sense will get you to a good place, man. And if you really want to get healthy, 
I mean, these days it's so easy to find good information. And just try whatever makes you feel good. That's the thing is um except chocolate though. Like like if it cuz that makes you feel good, you can still have it but maybe not eat it every day. Yeah. Well, if you can yeah. and even if you if you're going to do chocolate, just get like super dark chocolate, like mostly It tastes like shit though, though. I mean, we have some uh dark chocolates like 85% cacao. Um, yeah, we we have them too. Yeah. You like them? Yeah. I mean, and again, all of this stuff I think is probably getting used to things. Uh yeah. more because we've had such hyper sweet, palatable, mm. you know, chocolate and stuff that you it was a little bit we kind of whittled our way down, <laughs> you know what I mean, from like yeah. uh down. Uh, of course. So, but now I'm used, now I like them. And now if you gave me a piece of Hershey's chocolate, I'd be like, oh my God, it tastes like, you know, just straight sugar. That That's so interesting. Cause I felt this, I went on a keto diet years ago for like five months. I was pretty strict. Uh, or I won't call it keto. I'll call it low carb. Uh, but after doing that, if I had like a soda. Yeah. It, it it was. I mean, I never liked soda, anyways. But it was so sweet. I could. I couldn't even drink it. It was yeah. just weird, dude. On that, actually, I I meant to get back to this. Uh, so, I saw something years ago. There was like an article. It was something on Facebook, I think, where there was a guy in uh in the states, and they made a whole article about it. He said, "I'm only gonna drink water for thirty days." Like, he could eat, too. But the only beverage uh, he could have was water. Like an experiment. Yeah. And it made me think, what in the fuck are you guys drinking anyways? Like, yeah. water is all I ever drank. Like, I never had anything else. Like, I mean, obviously, we have everything here. But, like, the standard for everyone here, I think, is water. We drink water all day. See, there's a lot of... Where was the guy from? America? Yeah, somewhere in America. Dude, people here will literally mostly drink soda or like sweet tea, which is like, you know, brewed tea, but then they jump, dump like... They put sugar? Dude, like a cup of sugar for Ugh. a friggin' gallon or something. Like it's something ridiculous. Ugh. Yeah. Like it's yeah. so sweet that you're just like, oh my God. So it's just the amount of liquid calories that these people are consuming i mean i know tons of people somebody i was just with was like oh i stopped i stopped drinking um sodas now i just drink water and it's like and he's like i'm a different person this and that like all this stuff that has <laughs> changed with him because yeah. you know again it's like i was talking about the orange juice and it's just liquid calories it's got no fiber <laughs> it's got nothing else with it and it's just like dumping sugar in you know, and then your body just freaks out. But that it, it's it's crazy to me that someone could have uh could live a life where the 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 no, the standard beverage is like a coke. Yeah. To to me that is wild. Like I remember seeing that story from maybe eight years ago, because I thought it was that crazy. Like how can you only drink sodas? And also, what are you, child? Like. I don't know. Like, to, to me, that's the way I look at it. It's just like you drink only so, like you need flavor for everything that you eat. Yeah. Like, OK, that children like sodas and candy and stuff like that. 
I eat candy too, but like not like that on a daily basis right. all the time. Like it's super crazy. Well, that's even the uh supermarket. Once you start to realize what stuff is and you go into the supermarket and you realize that 90% of the shit in the supermarket is basically poison it's either just loaded with sugar or preservatives or carbs or you know what i mean yeah yeah of course yeah um all right well we're at an hour everybody uh we've given you enough ammo to go and search for um primary yeah, water got, yeah Try we to- got way off topic there but uh Primary, is there anything else we want to bring up before we let it go? The primary water thing? Um, I don't know. Right now, I just got all the links in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, not really. Just, a, uh, you know, we'll have to get somebody that knows about it. Again, I think that's where we take it further is getting the primary yeah. water guy on. So that way we can get some more insight into it but yeah i mean i think it's the whole point of this one is basically like again are we are is there stuff being hidden from us where the way we have our society set up is like just for money versus you know what i mean yeah working with nature and being able to supply everybody with clean water for free because that's you know, we have this crisis of everybody being, you know, and I don't know how it is there, but here, when you go to do your, uh, go to get water set up at your house, mm. they do a credit check. It's like one of the, electricity and water are the hardest to get turned on because they like check your credit. They do all this shit. And I'm like, some people can't afford it. They can't get the water put in their name because they don't have enough credit. Like, are we crazy? This the essential of water. You're going to be like, oh, your credit's not good enough to be able to have running water in your house. Yeah, that's we don't do that here. I, I'm pretty sure that everyone here, unless you're homeless, but even then, even if you're homeless, you can get water. Yeah. Like here, there's no on, on electricity and water. I don't think there's any rules like that. They don't check anything. It's, it's like, we still have that. It's like a human right to have water. That's what and you would think. It, sh- it should be. I know in I because I work with uh, actually one of my best friends, and I can tell the whole story in a different episode. But he moved to Sweden when the whole COVID, the pandemic thing hit, because uh, he's from Ireland, and he was telling me about how they they actually tried to privatize uh, water in Ireland, and. The, the the people actually stood up and said fuck you so they stopped it huh yeah well it's crazy that they even proposed that idea like to put a tax on water or to to like have a company own all the water right i guess they exactly. already do because it's the government they could literally shut down the water anytime they wanted but but still like i don't know it's a it's a it's a crazy world Yeah, I think if you're going to talk about human rights and all that and push for all this stuff, you got to provide everybody with water and electricity. Yeah, simple as that. Yeah, those two things and then the rest, you know, figure out. But, you know, they want to make like 
uh, health care or insurance is a human right. No, water and freaking electricity is yeah. what everybody need over any of the other stuff. You yeah. know, but the electricity one is sketchy though, because electricity they can always control. Yeah, but because I saw something on that which was kind of smart, they're getting rid of gas, not only for cars but for like a gas stove even. Yeah. Uh, like thinking in the UK, they're actually going to people's houses and shutting down the the gas in their house because they can. If you have gas, they they can't control it. Wow. You know, but yeah. with the electricity, they can control everything. I saw something. Uh, apparently, they're doing it here in Sweden. They're building a road, uh, and underneath the, the asphalt, they're putting some some electronic stuff underneath that charges your car as you go. So your car wouldn't even need batteries. Awesome. So you could, yeah, but that also means they can shut that mm. fucking road down at any time and say, hey, you spent all your climate credits this month. You're not going anywhere. Fuck yeah. you. You know what I mean? So it's like the, the electricity part of it with like the electric cars, the electric everything uh, is, is a very dangerous path if you look a little bit further. Yeah. For sure. And yeah. even even our cars now, though, they could control if they wanted to, I would say. Even, like, my truck is a 2015. There's enough electronics in that thing where they could just shut you yeah, off if probably. they wanted to. Yeah, I'd say so. But it'd be easier for them if everyone had a Tesla. And yeah. if the if the actual uh, roads are electronic as well. And you can't, like, it's like the 15-minute cities they're building now. Like, well, even you can't with, actually leave the city. Yeah. And with the electric roads, right, just say they're like, road is closed. They just yeah. switch yeah. that whole road off, and then you're just like. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. imagine then they say, road is closed for your area because you guys didn't, uh, you know, help climate enough. And then another month passes, and then next month they say, hey, we're going to shut off the water because you guys are still not, you know helping the climate enough yeah i mean the more control you give to the government and to the uh, it's not really even the government it's the you know who it is it's the demons we know we all know who the demons are yeah but but this it's just i don't know i hate the 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 thought of having a small group of people controlling everything which they already are basically yeah. And it's just getting worse. But I'm happy a lot of people are actually waking up to it and standing up. Um, yeah. Well, that's why they're trying to keep us divided so that everybody can't be like, push <clears throat> push back and be like, hey. Yeah. But look know. at France. Have you seen it? Oh, yeah. Nine, I think it was nine million people out on the streets. They're burning down the country, like, for good reason, too. Well, at least they got on the same page. Yeah, on, on that particular thing. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's we it's it's so hard when all the mainstream media is controlled and, you know, the information that people get is so widely spread. Yeah. Yeah. And it, uh, who's to say I'm right or you're right? Maybe we're wrong too. Yeah, Maybe for sure. we'd be better off owning nothing. We'd be happy. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Although so far... Probably not. I'm not a fan of people telling me what to do, so I can't imagine uh, me too. I would be pumped on that. Yeah. <laughs> you still have people watching, actually? They took off. They took off. All right. Yeah. They'll come back. They're coming back. 
All right, well, let's wrap this one up on primary water. Um, yeah, so just do your own research. Go to, uh, what is it, primarywaterinstitute.org, and uh, they have tons of links to all kinds of other people's articles and videos and everything else. And uh, then maybe you can drill a big hole in your backyard and then make your own water well. <laughs> Hopefully, man. It doesn't help that their webpage looks kind of crappy, though. It looks yeah. like it's from the 90s. But uh, Because they're some, not some... backed by a bunch of people with money making fancy websites. I guess. It wouldn't be that expensive to make a nice website, <laughs> though. <laughs> but still, I mean, they're going, doing a good thing. I think if, if what they're saying is true, then, I mean, they're drilling holes, they're, they're building wells for people in countries where they don't have water so i mean it's if that's the case then that's fantastic and we should definitely look into that more absolutely all right everybody um leave your comments thanks for everybody that showed up and watched and uh like i said any other things that you want us to cover um let us know message us and then we will do some research and uh talk about that yep all right Hey guys, thank you for watching. We'll see you next time. All right, later.